0: G, on air the power of platforms. What makes them so successful? Welcome to the ING Café at Money 2020. My name is Lia Wong and I'm here to tell you about the ING Bank of the Future. You think you know about banking? It definitely will be more than just payments. You might not be thinking about payments at all anymore. Um, so I'm here with the two women at ING who run platforms, basically. Do you want to quickly introduce yourselves?
1: Yes, hello. I'm Katharina
2: Herrmann. I'm a head of Platforms and Beyond Banking for retail and for SME. And I'm anne i Vreugdenheel, the head of innovation for wholesale banking and in that role also responsible for platforms in wholesale.
0: So why are platforms such a
1: crucial part of the strategy for ING? One reason is that we always want to provide a perfect solution for the customers. And you can't do that if you have to rely 100% on only on your own uh, products and services. Um, concrete example in the mortgage area. A customer wants to buy a house and is um, contacting us um, to get a mortgage. We are not doing every financing. Yeah, for example, not 100% financing. Um, in Germany, we work together with Interhub, the biggest mortgage broker. And in that combination, we always find a fitting solution for our customers. So either... Someone who contacted us ends up with our own mortgage and is happy. Or if we see that we don't have a fitting offer via Interhub, he finds it and is, again, a happy customer. And that is exactly what we are after. And in both cases, they're happy with ING. Absolutely. It's crucial, yeah. And even if he ends up with a mortgage from a competitor, we are still happy. And what is um, even more important, the customer is happy as well. So do you maybe have an example where having this platform
0: strategy enabled you to serve your wholesale clients, for instance, better than if you hadn't had this platform?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have uh, a a company, we created a company called Cobase. And Cobase is basically an aggregator of uh, bank accounts. So you have to think of a large corporate, a treasurer is responsible for 30 bank accounts or something like that. Um, When he travels, he takes 30 tokens to approach all the bank accounts and do payments, which is obviously super cumbersome. 30. Oh, at least. So the big corporates, they really have numbers like that. And Cobase is aggregating everything so they can see their liquidity, overall bank accounts, and they can actually... Approach their bank accounts and initiate payments through Cobase rather with one token rather than 30. So it makes the life of clients really a lot better.
0: Yeah, and aggregation and going across, you know, other providers is a necessity to do that.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, if if you just stick to your own, uh, uh, clients are really confronted with that you have to do the same thing 30 times why would they want to do that and everything's just a little bit different so you have different work processes for everyone it's so cumbersome absolutely and also to
1: get the full overview yeah the more um, bank relationships you have the more difficult um, it becomes for for customers but also for corporates to really keep the whole overview though they are then looking for solutions how to aggregate again and if you can provide that immediately it's way more easy for the customer
0: and i can imagine this is this is quite a different way of thinking from you know traditional banking where maybe ing came from many many years ago at least in the netherlands so how when you start a business like this that's going to be an important part of your new core but that's very different from maybe what people know how do you attack that how do you approach that
2: well, it's not easy, <laughs> so let's start with that. Yeah. It's really hard. I think uh, the way we're approaching it uh, is, is that we actually build new things outside the our Bank. So yep. I think we are both standing with half a leg in the bank and half a leg outside the bank. And you need that. You need that bit of distance so that you have the room to experiment. Uh, And also to accept failure. So in a bank where you have a lot of control structures, obviously that's difficult. But if you're a bit outside, you can accept failure and try again and try again until something works. And also to go beyond the incremental innovation. That is really crucial. And
1: um, what we see is... um, what drives everyone um, inside the traditional banking and, and outside is the passion to serve our customers better yeah, and find great solution for them. So that's so a common that is a ground common that coming from Definitely, yeah. and that is helpful. Um, on the other hand, we see that the innovation within the bank is mostly limited to incremental um, innovation, to incremental improvements, and we want to go way beyond that. We want that 10 times better or even disrupting solutions. And you can't really demand from someone, please disrupt yourself. This is not working. There you need the the teams outside that dare to do things really completely different. And even if it hampers our own core business, let's go for it. If it's the better solution, let's go for it.
0: So tell me a little bit about how you structure your teams then, who are half inside the bank, half outside the bank, and who also have this objective to maybe disrupt everything we've been doing up until today. How do they work? What is their philosophy?
2: So I think very often we create teams with not just ING people. So when we start a venture, very often we start with two or three people. And what we have learned, uh, and this is also, you know, uh, you learn by doing, um, is that it is super helpful, to, especially on the wholesale side, where, which is still dependent on a lot of in-depth knowledge, that we have one subject matter expert from ING, with really deep knowledge of what we are trying to achieve, and then a couple of external people who are proven entrepreneurs or have done things before and, and have a different way of thinking than pure bankers. And that is working relatively well, but it's what you have to do. And
0: what
1: kind of effect do you see those two kind of almost blood grubs? Like, how do they affect each other? It's great. The dynamics that, that uh, you see yeah, in the beginning, it's, it's a lot of really trying to understand each other, partly even different languages, you can say. Yeah, um, But what helps is our common um, way to approach uh, innovation ideas, a PATH methodology. Um, using um, the design thinking um, as well as uh, agile and lots of experimentation um, that helps to bring the teams together. And what, what you see then is uh, that really the diversity in the teams help to spark the, the um,
2: ideas. Yeah, so that is really great to see. But it's also difficult sometimes. Eh? So yeah. they really indeed speak a different language. Um, So the externals really have to get used to ING. Even if you are with half a bank, half leg outside the bank, there's still rules that apply for you that that entrepreneurs aren't used to because we are a regulated industry. So there's stuff which you can put in the sandbox and be a bit more open to experimentation, but there's stuff that you simply have to adhere to. So this is something where where people really have to glue together and, and make it work and... What you see is that people actually are... Uh, the ING people are curious. So the, the support staff that the, the entrepreneurs have to work with, they like it. Uh, the, people are curious to see what's happening. But on the other side, they also have to protect the safety of the bank. Everyone mm. has to compromise a little bit. The exactly.
0: entrepreneurs, but also the ING exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And what drives them together is a common purpose. Uh, if there is a great idea... Um, and you see in the experiments that you're really solving customer problems, then this is definitely a driving force behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you
0: think of all these things that you've worked on with your teams and that you've maybe flipped back um, into the bank or maybe you've killed, um, what are some of the most you know exciting examples that you've that you've run into?
1: Now two examples maybe. Um, imagine you can take any ride, take any train without having to buy tickets anymore. Uber, but with trains. Complete whatever ride you go for. You don't have to bother buying the tickets or board somewhere. Yeah. So those are examples what we are tackling. And uh, we have an um, initiative called um, Invisible Tickets, who is really um, providing the payment solution just by having your phone with you. Everything else is catered for. So tell me, how is that relevant for ing ing is of course already in the payment uh, solution yeah so it's providing a payment solution for our customers and um, this drives payment to a whole new level of of convenience yeah it's it's secure it's uh, safe and it's convenient and those are the sweet spots we are going for so
0: regardless of where I make my payments, you want to help me do whatever it is I need to do when buying that thing.
1: Yeah, and I give you another example. Um, what if um, we ensure that whenever you run out of supplies, um, it's ordered automatically, and again the payment is uh, catered for? Yeah, um, that is another initiative we are working on, um, or that your um, car is paying for the parking space, or if you drive on the on the highway and you have to pay uh, the mod, everything is done automatically by the car itself. Um, and we, our teams, have found solutions for that. It's already a pilot up and running. It's working. Yeah. I'm thinking, where can so I use continual. this? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's already live, and um, we have uh, some some pilots, uh, for example, with BMW, um, and also. Um, Olive oil, yeah. So different areas where the teams uh, test uh, the the uh, solution, and it's it's working. So
0: and great stuff. Um, what where where do you see this end game moving? Is it like one big platform where I make my payments and do you know all these things? Like I pay for my rides, my car pays for my rides, my,
1: my fridge pays for my food. The payment will be in the background, so you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, it's, it will just happen. You can think about what's really relevant and important for you. Yeah? And uh, everything else will happen automatically in the background. That, that is one big trend we see. Invisible uh, payments are also invisible loans. Yeah, You just decide if you want to pay directly or um, later. Um, these kinds of trends are, are really big and we will have solutions for that. While on the other hand, um, the platform um, solutions where you as a customer can have an easy grip on all your financial matters. That is something um, which we provide via um, a great mobile app with, with great experience.
0: Yeah, and how does that platform experience translate to wholesale where you have maybe fewer clients who do bigger deals?
2: I think uh, wholesale platforms will be very different from from retail platforms, indeed, because you do fewer deals. So, if you only do so many a year, or maybe even one in a couple of years, it's so easy to pick up the phone. Why would you want to do things online? Um, So we think it will be more focused features, and what you see in wholesale is that especially all kind of insights that you could get with AI are probably a future where people are really interested in. So data analytics, uh, those kind of things are, are uh, um, really valuable to clients. Obviously, we see things on the blockchain where you can simplify processes enormously um, because so much is still completely paper-based and really like 250 pages of loan documentation, which nobody wants to read. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's that kind of stuff where you really want to change the way of working. What are some opportunities that you're really excited about? Um, well, we're, I think we're very excited about the blockchain things we have uh, worked on, especially because we pulled off a couple of consortia that have their first products live, so that's really great um, because blockchain is was very much hyped and then everybody started talking, uh, stopped talking about it and then Which was actually good, because then we could go to work and actually make something happen uh, in that space. So that's, I think, really impactful to really change the way we do business and make it much less cumbersome and easy to deal with for everybody. Um, I think one of the other things that we're super excited about is um, that we are about to launch a um, tool into the market that will probably be there after summer. Um, where uh, clients can upload all their uh, documents that they need to provide to a bank, but also to their tax advisor or also to their suppliers or everybody who wants to establish, am I dealing with the right company and the right person behind that? Um, And they can basically organize it in that secure vault and then spread it out to everybody they want to uh, work with. Um, so that is again making life a lot easier for people than the the way things are going now and I think that is for the wholesale clients really the key thing make it easy make it efficient yeah. because time for them time really
0: is money right yeah, absolutely yeah and then to what extent do you see you know both your teams the retail platforms and the wholesale platforms um, are there synergies is the end game one
1: platform will it always stay different there are, are indeed uh, parts of it which we share. I give you a concrete example of uh, onboarding, Yeah, um, know your customer. That is something based on the person where you have to establish the true identity and um, to ensure that this process is um, not cumbersome but very easy and also to ensure that it's done safely with other um, e-commerce for example yeah, or cross banks or whatever. Those are topics we drive together look into together um, and uh, for for wholesale, it's of course one step further because you also need to
2: establish um, the identity of the of the business. Um, but yeah, so I think in the end, the end game will not be one unified platform, but I think you will see layers of overlaps. Um, So, indeed, for for the corporate, you first have to establish who is the corporate, what kind of business are they in, and where do they operate. But then, obviously, there's a person behind it. So, there's somebody who can sign off to deals or those kind of things. So, I think in layers like that, you will see overlap. Um, but what we especially do is... B- building a platform is not easy stuff. There's no playbook for it, you know? It's it's not something you simply execute. So we learn together, basically. Yes. And, and we we make sure that we share every learning we have to make uh, the whole uh, better and, and faster, basically, to yeah. get into the market.
0: <laughs> and that's both technically and in your way of working,
2: like we talked about before, I can imagine. Definitely. So it's... it's uh, uh, in the, on the wholesale side, I think m- many of the ideas are more technical-driven. I think where wholesale is getting really inspired by the retail side is about the ease of use of the customer experience. So um, also the, the CFOs and the CEOs of a company, they start to get used to how easy it is for them to do their private stuff on an iPhone or whatever. And even though they will still probably prefer a tablet over a mobile because they have to see more fields and have to do more stuff... They want the same ease of use. So that is where we can really learn from each other and really uh, change uh, the way we do things on the wholesale side to at least give people the experience that is as good as that they have as a private individual.
0: Yeah, and that bar has been set by the big tech
1: platforms and now we all have to follow. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 The,
2: the customer experience is truly
1: key, Yeah, especially since we have the ambition to become the go-to place for all financial matters. Yeah, So that... that Just using our app is sufficient for customers to be on top of their financial matters, make better financial decisions, um, have access to the whole market via one app. This is what we are after. And
2: um, Maybe to give an example of that, in the Netherlands, for instance, we already have in our mobile app, which is very highly rated by consumers, we also, for small and medium-sized companies, we have the opportunity to also put that account in so they can use the same app for both and then you make it really easy for them because Mm. especially for small companies they the 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 owner of 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 the business is is so much the person leading the company that to have the same experience for whether he's in private life or business life is is uh, very good for them
0: and it probably mixes for them too like they probably handle private things during work time any other way around Yeah. yeah absolutely and um, thinking back to the platform strategy, I think um, Rolf mentioned that there, were, like, there are three approaches to this, right? There are three models. You build it yourself, um, you invest or you spin off, uh, and, and you tap into other platforms. Yep. I think I've heard examples of you building it yourself and you investing and
2: spinning off. What about the third one, the tapping into other platforms? It's something we especially do on the wholesale side. Um, So we call it that you can be a large producer on somebody else's platform. And we see it especially in the blockchain examples. Because you cannot be alone on the blockchain. You always have to be in a consortium or in a partnership with others. And there we will be a producer on the platform. We will bring our balance sheet or we will bring uh, lending, uh, loans, those kind of things to the platform. Um, which is still very important because that is in the end where our clients will be in the end if, if, if this really starts flying and obviously we hope it will that is the way the client will interact in the end with a couple of banks so you have to be there as well
0: Yeah, even if you're in a, a little bit more of a facilitating role yes you are but you have to be where your clients are And to what extent do you, maybe also on the B2C side, actually participate on top of existing platforms, say in Amazon,
1: for instance, if you're moving into retail and those kind of things? What we are looking into, where it makes sense to provide payment solutions or loan solutions, so to facilitate e-commerce. That is something we look into. Um, The the idea in retail is really to become the go-to place ourselves so that people can be on top of their financial matters with us. Right. So tapping
0: into other platforms is being a facilitator in one way or another.
2: Well, facilitator is maybe a little bit uh, not exactly the right expression because we're not just facilitating. I think that is the place where we really bring our balance sheet um, and our, our payments infrastructure to uh, solutions of others.
1: Yeah, bringing services and exactly. It's and it's quite and quite, and quite
2: concrete products mm-hmm. and services Absolutely. we bring there.
0: And then, to what extent do you still have your connection with your end customer? You know, when you
2: bring your services, almost to what extent do you bring your brand? That's a very good question. It's uh, I think it is one of the reasons why we like to be a little bit more in the front of where the client interaction is, rather than just be the large producer. Um, I think in the wholesale space, that's still different. I think there the underlying brand and the underlying uh, connection with ING will still be very much seen by the customers, at least for the time being. At some stage, this may be, become different as well when things get more commoditized. Uh, but but th- th- this is one of the reasons why we say it's better to be at least at the center of your client interaction. Yeah, you have to be both. Yeah. Exactly, um,
0: and and th- putting this all together, and maybe look at looking at ing. I don't know, five ten years. I know you're still learning and all that, but like, where do,
1: where do you think you're going to be in five years from now? What I believe is, we are heading um, to an um, ecosystem of platforms that are linked to each other, and where it's really easy for the customer to use services from different platforms. And um, what is key for us is that we provide the customers with a really ease of use, personal, instant, relevant, seamless experience. That is what we need to strive for, and uh, the good news is that everyone is aware of. Yeah, and uh, that is something we're working on in banking as well as beyond banking. And um, I'm sure with uh, the, the exciting stuff in the innovation funnel, we will see some great initiatives um, growing very fast. So then in that world, seamless integration between platforms, you yep. know, both within
0: and without ING, is going to be super important also. Absolutely. What about you, Henri?
2: Um, I think what you will see in the wholesale space is uh, that the winning models will be aggregators more than, than anything else, simply because you don't have the traffic on the underlying platforms on a daily basis. Uh, But it will be much more commoditized. You will integrate products from many other players. Uh, It cannot be different than that because otherwise it's starting to be way too complicated for clients. It doesn't make any sense to just make a complex paper process a complex digital process. You really have to make sure that you add a lot of value with with the new way of creating it.
0: So aggregation and that kind of means winner-takes-all also in a sense?
2: I think on the wholesale side, it will never be one winner. You will also always see two or three because a large corporate never wants to be dependent on just one supplier. If the supplier is down, you cannot pay your salaries or those kind of things. So they will always want to have backups. So what you see very often in wholesale is that you have 80-20. So the winner takes 80 and there's still somebody with 20. I I think um, our customers will choose
1: one main app, one main front-end um, which um, enables the connection to different solutions. Uh, and, and it's our job to, to cater for that so that the customer don't have to bother it, find the right partners everywhere. We will help them with, with one front end. And um, this is definitely um, something um, we are sure about. Um, and then indeed the seamless integration and the experience are key. All right. Thank you so much. Kaderine Herman en
0: Andrie Vreugdehil. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Check out all the episodes in the series via ing.com or bnr.nl slash money2020.